live from Low Tree Studios in Lancaster, California, featuring topics that serve as an informative and entertaining break from life's daily grind. This is the Jason and Mindy Podcast. My name is Jason. My name is Mindy. Hello, wife. Coming up, there may be a reason that every, de- every day feels like a Monday. I'll reveal, plus I'll discuss a new stain-resistant toilet. I'll share a new scented soap on the market. Your reasons to party for tomorrow. Why we shouldn't start working full-time until we're 40 years old. Uh, Zero-waste wrap ideas and zero-waste wrap ideas. And Mindy uh, will share her Driving 101 tips. That's right. Or as she likes to say, Driving 101 with Mindy. Mm-hmm. Wednesday evening has arrived. Welcome those of you listening live on CastBox. And those of you listening after the live show on your favorite podcatcher, Mindy, welcome in. Thank you. What is your midweek highlight? Well, for me, it's been a tough week for most of the people that know me know I lost my grandmother this week. That is true. So um, talking with family members that I don't normally get to talk to was really uplifting. And um, I don't know, it's just something about people you connect with, you know, you were born around. So that was uplifting for me to make the week a little better. So... A low light, but that turned into a little bit of a highlight for you. It's it's always been a little weird for Mindy. We, you know, we've for those of you who don't know, Mindy and I are are, are married. Uh, we've been we've been together for over twenty years. Married about seventeen, but over been together over twenty years. But Mindy's family is not here. They all of them live elsewhere. Yeah, uh, the we're clo- scattered everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the closest was her mom in Colorado, and now her mom's moved even further away to Arkansas. Um, so we haven't really even seen your grandma in some years. Mm-hmm. But you did have a close relationship with her and stayed in touch with her uh, until the later years. You know, she started getting Alzheimer's and, and, and you know how that happens. You get, they get forgetful and, you know, they, I don't think you'd want to remember her probably at this time. I know Angie went up over the weekend uh, that just passed to, to see her, but I, I imagine that would have been really hard to see her that way. And, and I would have though. You would have. Yeah. I, I really would have. If I was closer, I, I still would have. Yeah. Um, what what you looking at? She's looking at the chat. The chat saying hi. And- oh, they're just, yeah. They're all saying oh, okay. hi. And, and you know, Stephanie says we've been together 20,000 years. We have. We've been together a long time. <laughs> so what's your highlight? <laughs> My highlight is that I decided, I said hell with it. Uh, we're going to start doing video again for the for the uh, podcast. Now, not live video like we were trying to do, but we're going to do... Um, video on YouTube and I'm trying Instagram TV and stuff like that. So I I think I'm having fun with Instagram. I'm playing around with that a little bit. So we'll see if it works out. But that's my highlight. I I spent some time and just really focused on it. And uh, the the little thing that we use to record video works really well. Mm -hmm. We just have to uh, record it and then throw it up to, you know, Instagram TV and YouTube and stuff like that. So we'll still have video. It just won't be live. The live thing is what lags, makes everything lag and act real, real funny. So yeah. That's my highlight. I'm excited about doing that. I did my first video of Jason's Daily Dose this morning, and I threw that up on the Instagram TV, and we'll see how it goes. But it's uh, it's fun. You know, who wants to look at some guy, some guy just, you know, reading shit off a of paper? As, you know, but it's, you, <laughs> you know, whatever. Know. people do like video. I hear it all the time. So I'm excited that we're going to actually just really go forward and do, do more video. So um, anyway... What's up? Not much. I'm 
just listening to you and kind of following with the chat right now. They're just talking in there. All right. Well, we'll let them talk in there and we'll get into the first topic that I have. And uh, Stephanie says, Kylie, the Kylie Jenner, Kyle, I called her Kyle the first thing I said, then, then I said <laughs> Kylie after that. Uh, the Ky- First I said Kyle, then I said Kylie. I don't know why I did that, but she says, the Kylie Jenner news was interesting. Ha ha. Love the bite-sized show. Nice. She catches everything. You can, nothing can get by her, you know, and it's funny because I'm doing it all live and, you know, if I mess up, I mess up, but it looks like Kyle to me. She, I called her Kyle. But anyway, let's move on to this. I like this. Uh, If every morning feels like a Monday morning, to you, scientists are now saying you have a ready-made excuse for hitting snooze multiple times or being uh, found face down and drooling on your keyboard. It's genetics. That's the reason. Mm. New research by DNA testing company 23andMe has discovered that genetic programming plays a part in our wake-up time. They studied over 1,500 Brits and determined that the average natural wake-up time is what? What do you think the average natural wake-up time is? Um, Seven. Seven. Okay, that's that's good. That's close. But they say it's seven fifty-five a.m. I was so close. So, that's that's fifty-five minutes off. That's almost an hour off. <laughs> Still. Anyway, most people set their alarms for much earlier than that. Try uh three thirty. Try 3.30. Yeah, that sucks. That's really early. Anyway, most people set their alarms for much earlier than explaining our feelings of tiredness and lack of productivity, interrupting your body's Mm. Sarcadium rhythm? Mm -hmm. Sarcadium rhythm, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Which is the official term for our body clock. Uh, Interrupting that can leave us feeling out of sorts at the beginning of the day. They also found that even if you aren't particularly tired at the start of the day, you may experience tiredness slumps at times, Mindy. Oh, I had one today. I almost hit my head on my desk. Yeah. I was so tired. The UK's National Health Service says that one in five of us get unusually tired and offers these suggestions to help restore alertness when the slump sets in. Here's the first tip to restart, okay? Exercise. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing. It, usually, it will wake you up, believe it, it or not. Yeah, it actually bolsters your energy reserve. Now, if you're at work, you can't really exercise, but you may be able to just kind of you know, uh, go for a little walk. walk I get stretch. up and literally go outside. And today was so cold that yeah. that'll wake you up. Yeah. So the next one is cutting caffeine. What? What? It seems counterproductive. In the long term, switching to decaf could make a big difference. You know, mm. I really do since I've been back to coffee again. So addicting. I, I feel like it has a, a major effect on me. When I don't drink it, I feel really clear. I sleep better. Yeah, but it's my happiness juice. I'm not giving it up. It makes me happy. I look <laughs> forward to coffee in the morning. Even though maybe the byproduct is a sleepy afternoon. You're a bad I'll, influence. You I know, am. You got me started mm, on that stuff. Mm, well, hey. You know, you have your own ability to make choice. That's so if you don't if you don't like the choices that you made in my in the wake of me, that's not my fault. Mm. It's not my fault at all. Uh, the next thing is don't nap, Mindy, bad influencer. I ha- actually haven't. Daytime snoozes can interrupt your body's, mm, that word again, circadian rhythm and lead to your struggling to sleep at night, creating a, a vicious circle. Yeah. So there's that. Um, 
I do nap though. I do like to shut the eyes on the weekends. Well, I look. I like to to shut the eyes. Um, <laughs> Wayne work. Wayne said in the chat, "I'll stab someone if I don't get coffee." See, he's with me. <laughs> K Max says, "I have to have my coffee." Um, what did Stephanie say? Uh, Wayne says, "Go to the bathroom and splash cold water on your face." And Stephanie says, "I do that every morning." Me too. Walk you do cold water. I have hmm. to. That's my thing. We thing. we talked about that on the difference. Between I forget us. many of the things. I forget many of the things we talk about. Mm, and okay. speaking of where are you, your face is down. We need to give you uh, something where it lifts the screen up so you're not looking down so much. Well, you know what? I don't care. It just looks like you're you're ignoring me. It feels like you're ignoring me. I see. And I don't like it. I just don't like it. Well, quit looking at the screen. Look at me. What do you mean? You're looking at the screen. I'm looking at you looking at the screen. Well. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. Jason's videoing. I'm it. not, the videos, on, I'm not even looking at the video. I don't have time to look at a well, video. My face is here. Stop arguing. It's not good for the podcast. No. All right. The next thing here, Mindy, yeah. University of Pennsylvania researchers have come up with an innovative new toilet coating that prevents stains from sticking to the bowl. I wonder how well that actually works with hard water mm. deposits. Deposits? Well, because I'm in ours, we have hard water. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly having to take a puma stone and clean our toilets. Is that a is that a is that a cat? No, it's not. You said a puma. A puma stone. That's what it's pumice? called. Pumas? Is it pumas? Maybe it's pumas. I think it's pumas. <laughs> a puma stone. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> just getting in there. And... <laughs> no, that's not pumas. It is. Yeah, that's the word pumice. I was looking pumice. for. Pumas stone. <laughs> they say that their Teflon turd deterrent could save literally billions of liters of water, which are flushed uh, every, uh, hmm, which are flushed every in an effort to rid toilets bowls of skid marks that's a typo <laughs> it, it there's something missing there every what every something in an effort to rid toilets of skid marks anyway people are flushing their toilets a lot everybody's correcting me in the chat yes that's pumice yes, stephanie is correct it's spelled p-u-m-i-c-e but pumice pumice yes. not pum pumice. puma not, pum, not the cat i said puma. Not, the, not the shoes pumas what do you want after 10 hours people <laughs> uh let's see less is a robust bio-inspired liquid sludge and bacterial repellent coating bacteria repellent coating which is said to be used to make a toilet essentially self-cleaning less is applied and that's the name of the thing by the way less l-e-s is applied via spray and only needs to be reapplied every 5,000 flushes. Who's counting their flushes? Right. I'm not counting my flushes. It'll take a while, though. No word yet on when it will hit store shelves. Would you buy it? Is I that would. A, is that a would you buy? I would. All right. Just so I wouldn't have to freaking use a pumice stone. <laughs> nice. All right, let's see if you'd buy this. Uh, a Vancouver Island soap company is selling a beer-scented soap. Okay, who wants to smell like beer? Just in time for the holidays, Lucky Lager Beer Soap combines the smell of beer with essential oils to create a moisturizing cleanser with a thick lather, according to Vancouver Island Soap Works founder Debbie Cooper. The soap is made by combining beer with the company's traditional soap recipes to create a hoppy scent that eventually transitions to a more conventional soap smell. So you just smell like an alcoholic all day. Maybe. Uh, but it says it transitions to a conventional soap smell. So you, when you're in the shower, you're like, oh, beer. And then you get out and you, you just smell, smell like, like a rosebud. You just smell like a normal soaped up human being. Hmm. The soap is available in local stores for $6.99 per bar and at their website. You can hmm. check out their website to do that as well. 
So uh, if you want some beer soap, get right on that. Uh, it's called Lucky Lager Beer Soap. I don't have the, I can't give you the link because I'm doing a podcast here, and that's just too much for me to do. <sighs> Did you know? Okay, check this out, lazy folks. Lazy people actually think more. By the way, 2006 study, 2016 study found that people who possess a strong need for cognition move around less than those who avoid mental taxing tasks. The not so specific inf inference laying around a lot just might mean you're brainier because mm. you're not using your brain as much. Mm. I'm laying around. I try to not use my brain. Yeah, I try to shut it off. Well, lazy people are smarter. So, but I'm—I don't know if I'm—I'm I'm not really a lazy person though, so I can't really relate to this. Yeah, me neither. Let's move on to your reasons to party for tomorrow. What? What are we partying? Your reasons to party for tomorrow. Uh huh. It's pumpkin pie day. Nice. Tomorrow. Why is it though tomorrow? Because you're getting close. Should be on Thanksgiving. We're getting close. It's it's, uh, it's the final countdown. But I'll you know? take it. I like pumpkin pumpkin pie. Nobody's well. I, might I almost said pumpkin. Pumpkin. That's the way I say it. Pumpkin. Um, <laughs> I might have a pumpkin pie tomorrow. Yeah, that's I'm having not a, fair. Yeah, I'm having a lunch and it's got sprung on us. It got sprung like and hey, bring donuts. Donuts. <laughs> is what I'll be bringing. <laughs> Not donuts. Not donuts. <laughs> no. Not knitting dough. Well, you know, what happened to my <laughs> vocabulary? It's you. It's who you are. We love you. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer because it got sprung on me and, and I don't really have time to go get anything. So I'm going to just bring, and I don't eat donuts, but I'm, I'm just going to bring donuts tomorrow mm. for everybody for the morning. And that, that's my contribution. If they well, don't like it. I think that's a good idea because nobody yeah. brings anything in the morning. And yep. then you have all this yep. crap during lunch that yep. you can't possibly eat in one sitting. Yeah. Yep. So good on you. Good on me. And I'm going to do it. And I don't care. And uh, Stephanie said, better be Krispy Kreme. I'm not going all the way to Palmdale to get Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Wayne said, donuts. I'm going on my way to work. There's That's a place right, Wayne. On my way to work. Anyway, it's Pumpkin Pie Day tomorrow, celebrating a truly North American food phenomenon. What's your secret ingredient and your favorite topping? Ever try it with honey? What's Excuse wrong with me. your throat? I don't know. It's a tickle. I got a tickle. You got a tickle? I do. And it's a bummer when you get a tickle and you're talking. Yes. It just gets all dried out. Anyway, I asked you some questions there. What's you your secret me? ingredient? Four. Oh my God. Pumpkin pie. What? My are you on? Oh. The, are you traveling with me on this journey? <laughs> I am now. Um, Let's see. Pumpkin pie. Anything um, secret? You haven't made a pie. You don't make pumpkin pie, do you? Allspice? Allspice is mm -hmm. that a is that a men's cologne? No, mm. it's got like pumpkin spice. No, shoot, I can't remember all that. But it's it's allspice. It's got like it smells like cloves and cinnamon, and it's got like a bunch of them together. Well, Diane says nutmeg. Nutmeg, yeah. And there then you go. Uh, Stephanie says the secret ingredients. That's what you. That's what you do. What's your <laughs> secret ingredients? They're secret, so don't tell anybody. Uh, anyway, what's your favorite topping on a pumpkin pie? Whipped cream. 
Yes, whipped cream is uh, is delish. It's also National Stuffing Day tomorrow. The usual turkey stuffing consists of bread cubes or crumbs combined with onions, celery, salt, and pepper, along with spices and herbs such as summer savory, sage, or poultry seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, other varieties include adding sausage, hamburger, tofu, oysters. Ooh, interesting. That'd My mom interesting. does it with oysters. Um, I like it with sausage. Mm-hmm. And sage is a really good. Is it? Spice. You can also put egg, rice, apple. Ooh, apple sounds good. I've had raisins, the raisins I've had in there, or other dried fruits. It's also National Gingerbread Day tomorrow. Boy, all the all the food. all the good ones right there. And I'm starving. Yeah, me too. Well, I was hungry, so I had a peanut butter and honey sandwich to tide me over through this podcast. Peanut butter and honey? Yeah, you've never had that? Nope. Oh, it's really good. It's sounds delicious. Weird. You got to try it. Got to try it. All right. National Gingerbread Day, whether it's a crisp cookie or a soft cake or a big house you can make. See it rhyme there? Now is the perfect time to whip up a brand new recipe of your, of uh, if you're a gingerbread fan. I'm not, mm. so I'm not going to do that. Uh, Wayne said a splash of whiskey and pumpkin pie. Oh, that's interesting. That might be That'd good. That'd be pretty good. It's also World Hello Day, the 47th annual celebration of the simplest salutation that now takes place in 180 countries. Participants are asked to spread goodwill by saying hello to 10 people. So right now, I'm going to cover that. Right okay. Now. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hello, listeners. <laughs> There's I think we got, about we got, 10 people in there. Think, well, and then with 10 people here, and but it's tomorrow, and whoever listens tomorrow will... I'll say hello to all those people listening. Thomas says, hello. Hello, Thomas. All right, he's got one. He's one down. But that's tomorrow. Reasons to party for tomorrow. It's also World Television Day tomorrow, established in 1996 by the UN to encourage nations to exchange cultural programming focusing on peace, security, and economic and social development. And lastly, it's National Red Mitten Day, celebrated in uh, Canada. Since their launch ahead of the Vancouver 2010 Olympic Winter Games, Hudson's Bay's red mittens have become the nation's most iconic symbol of Canadian Olympic pride, with $3.90 from the sale of each $15 pair of red mittens going to support Canadian athletes. And my music's running out. To date, red mittens alone have raised more than $32 million for the Canadian Olympic Foundation. Nice. Congratulations. And it's uh, entertainment news time. You ready, Mindy? Is it already? Okay. It's entertainment news time. Let's do this. Do it. It's entertainment news with Mindy. Go get yourself some entertainment news. All right, first up, this truth definitely does not hurt. Lizzo scored the most nominations mm. for the 62nd Grammy Awards. That's uh, that's Stephanie's fave right there. Uh, yeah, and she should uh, tune in later because I am doing her Driving with uh, Mindy one, or 101, Driving with Mindy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Continuing. <laughs> The Recording Academy unveiled 2020's roster of nominees on Wednesday morning, and Lizzo scored a leading eight nods in total, including ones for Best New Artist, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, and Record of the Year. Billie Eilish and and Lil Nas X received six nominations apiece, while 
Aria Grande earned five. Ariana Grande, what's up? In other news, Kevin Hart amazed fans when he came back stronger than ever after being involved in a car accident. Mm. And now it's been revealed that cameras were rolling as he rebuilt his life after suffering a devastating injuries. On Tuesday, Hart announced his Netflix uh, documentary, Kevin Hart, Don't Fuck This Up. Whoa, okay. And it already has an air date. The documentary will start streaming on December 27th, just in time for fans to get inspired for their New Year's resolution. December 27th. Okay, cool. And lastly, in the market for a hilarious game party game for adults, why not get a copy of the new board game, The Maury Show? You are mm. not the father. Oh, God. The very real game is currently available for pre-order on Amazon and will be shipped beginning November 27th. Yep. Just in time for Thanksgiving, a holiday that clearly could use some help in upping its family conflict quota. Wow. That's <laughs> And funny. that, Jason, is your entertainment news. Thank you, Mindy. Question the podcast coming up. That's the question of the podcast. Uh, it's coming up right now. I did say that, that's the question of the podcast jingle, I should say, and the question's coming up now. Uh, Stephanie said she's going to get the, uh, the game for us. She says, okay, I'm out. Got to play softball in the Ooh, rain. Ooh, is it raining? It is. Because it was supposed to be raining. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. All right, f- here's the question of the podcast. It is this. What was your mo- What was your worst airport experience? Mindy also put in best in case you don't have a worst uh, I think that was the case with a couple people, maybe. But we'll we'll go through our worst. I think, I think it's think the we same. Share the same worst. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Do you want me to share it? Go ahead. Yes. So I have lots to read. We don't. We've not had very many bad experiences. Uh, and this is airport experiences, not flight experiences, because we've had some scary flights. But the worst airport experience is when we were going to Michigan. Uh, over for Christmas about two years ago, two, three years ago, it'll be three years now. And we, we got to the airport and I forget what time we got there, but I think we got there sort of in the afternoon and, uh, the plane was delayed and we're like, okay, so we just were waiting around and it was delayed again. And then it was delayed again. And finally all day long, we sat yeah, at the airport. Finally, people started waiting in, in line. They formulated a line and they were letting people, they were telling people that the, the flight was completely 100% canceled and they were giving people vouchers for the hotel up the street near LAX. Now we live close to LAX, but not near enough to go all the way back home. We're about an hour, hour and 10 minutes away mm-hmm. or hour, depending on traffic. If there's no traffic, it's about an hour, a little over an hour. Right. But usually there's traffic. So we we wanted to stay. We didn't want to go all the way back home. No, especially because I think our flight went out at like six in the morning. And we're like, we waited there. It was like late. All day. Pretty yeah. late in the evening when we found out finally. Plus we would have had to have somebody come pick us up and then someone take us back down and we paid to be shuttled down yes. there if I remember right. So we, but it actually, it's funny because it was a long 
it was a long day at the airport, but it turned out really cool. We stayed in a really nice hotel. The hotel was the hotel room was nice, and we made we made something fun out of it. I think we had dinner. We had dinner in a nice restaurant downstairs, and then we got to uh, Michigan the next day fairly early. So, so we were it was still good a, and bad. It turned out good, but that was our worst experience: having to stay there all day, waiting and waiting and waiting and wondering and wondering, and then finally getting kicked out of the airport. Yeah. Which is good because some people I've heard some people they've been stuck in the airports overnight. And, that would and, suck. And LAX did not do that to us. I forget the airline. I forget what airline it was, United or something like that. I'm not sure, but. Well, there's some so bad that was ones. our worst. <clears throat> there's some bad ones uh, in the comments. So here we go with comments. I got quite got a it. few of them. Perfect. Sadie May, first up. I don't have a bad airport experience. My best airport experience is probably when I was 11 years old. I flew from Little Rock, Arkansas to Phoenix, Arizona by myself. Because I was alone when there was a layover, there was a chaperone assigned to me by mm. the airlines that would take me to a room, especially for kids like me. There were virtual reality games, snacks, drinks, TV, movies, and pretty much everything a kid could dream of uh, to put in their room. It was a blast. Also, my sister and I got to fly first class to visit my grandmother one summer. First class food snacks are much mm. better than the tiny packages of crappy peanuts and crackers in coach. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. There's times where I'm like, should we just uh, first class it? But I don't know how much more it is. Per, is it double the amount? I think I'd pay first class if we're flying out of the country somewhere. Yeah. I think it's worth it to be able to relax. Yeah, but I think lo longer flights, international, long international flights, they're a little bit roomier, I, I think. I don't know. I'm, I might be speaking out of my dairy. Yeah, if anybody's in the chat, they could let but us know. But I, I would think that long 12-hour flights, like an Australia flight, would be a little bit, uh, I think they would give you a little more room since you're there so long. Right, right. Maybe. I, I I don't know. I, know I would love know. to do it. I would love to do it once. It would be fun. Okay, so Maurice said, I flew to Florida from New York with no problem. When trying to return home, I was told by TSA I couldn't board the plane because my ID was invalid. It had expired while I was in Florida. Oh, no. Would that not suck? <laughs> that's, that's horrible. That's a bummer. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Tina said... Only ever flew one time in my whole life. Not able to give an opinion on this one. It was not she eventful. Flew one, she's flown one time. One time. In her whole life. Yep. Tina. <laughs> get out more, girl. <laughs> right. Rob said last flight before Christmas was 18 hours straight from mm. Atlanta to Japan. Yeah. Japan to Guam was another six hours. Wow. 23 hours total just to get home for Christmas. Not worth it. Yeah. You see what I mean? That that's, that's not worth it. That's why, like, if you go, if you do go to a place like that, you should stay a few weeks. Cause it's almost like we've, we've talked about that before. If, if we're going to like drive to, if we decided to drive to Michigan, mm -hmm. which takes a long time, three days, or you, f let's say we drive to Washington where my mom and my sister live. It takes a long time. If you're going to do that, you want to stay a couple weeks, you know, or make, make a little more of a trip out of it. Uh, that's a long, that, he, hopefully he stayed there longer than a few days. I would say if you're going to go to Guam or out of the country like that, you got to stay minimum of three weeks. You think that long? At least two. I think I'd get At tired of it. At least two. Yeah. I think I'd want another destination well, this, in there somewhere. He was going home for family right, Christmas. Right. That's worth three weeks. True. True. That's true. Good point. 
Uh, so Angie said, Mirendorf said, when moving back to Michigan, the one bag hubby chose as carry on was one he had packed two months before coming back. We had 12 bags, so he chose one. The one he chose happened to have all his gun ammo. Oh in it. my God. She said, well, how did he not know? He just chose the one out of the 12. Oh no. And well, needless to say, thought we were both going to die. They confiscated all of it. And TSA sent him a letter saying you pay $200 now or spend thousands fighting in the, in court. I told him he's going to be red flagged forever. O-M-G. Oh, that's got to be a scary moment. Really, really <laughs> scary moment. Yeah. 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 Carol said, going to a funeral in the winter in Michigan, first had to be bussed in, then no luggage for three days. Mm. I was there. Had my sister's Salvation Army clothes to wear. LOL. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> These are bad. These are really bad. Yeah. Then Angela Mirendorf chimed in again, yeah. said another time at LAX, a girl was sitting on the floor at the gate cutting her toenails. Oh, that's pretty gross. Yeah. Why, do, why do people get grossed out by that, though? I don't know why they're grossed out, but that is not the place to cut your toenails. No. What, where is the place? Where do you do it? In your own bathroom at yeah, home? Yeah. that's And then you scoop them in the trash, you yeah. know? Scoop them. <laughs> you, you, and then you scoop them in the trash. <laughs> well, that's what you do. <laughs> okay. Michael Kreppel said, worst delayed for three days in ATL, Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. on my way to Tarzana, Africa. Oh, wow. Each day we didn't find out that we weren't leaving until 10 p.m. Three days of that shit. Oh, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. He's from California, so he's stuck there. Yeah, yeah. He's stuck there. That's a long drive if he decides to drive or fly fly back, but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a bummer. Uh, Angie uh, Gleason said, flying out to California had a big panic attack at the beginning of the flight. It was a long flight. Mm, that's the one where they came out for the summer. Is that the same one? Yeah, I think so. I'm sure she's flown out a few times though. Let's see. Jody said, flying with two young kids and on the way home from California, Zeb cried for the first 15 minutes or more. This is my aunt. Mm -hmm. Also flying to California for Brandon's funeral was the worst. Pretty much cried the whole way there. Oh, I bet. Shortest and saddest trip ever. Plus Levi had just been born in August, so had to leave him home at three months old. Stressful, sad trip. Yeah. Now, Brandon's your brother yes. who passed away and Jody is your aunt. Yes. Those are all your cousins she's speaking of. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And lastly, Jordan said the worst delay I had ever, I ever had was for a flight to Orlando. They completely canceled a full flight and I had to get there for work. I ended up having to leave LAX in Los Angeles and drive down to Irvine to fly out of there eight hours later. Wow. Uh, never understood. Like you said, Seymour never understood how a full flight got canceled and they didn't put everyone on a different plane. But luckily I flew a lot for work. So I had a priority status with the airline and that helped me out. Now I wonder, he's not, I mean, obviously he can't answer, but I wonder if they refunded him. Well, I that, mean, if they cancel a flight, up. they have to refund it. I imagine. Usually they do, you know, like, uh, give you another flight. 
you know, maybe Usually. it's the next day. So Antonio says, my first time at LAX, I had to wait four hours before getting picked up. It was super lame, uh, but I was in Cali, so I didn't care. Nice. He says he loves California. And he said, stayed three days in a San Clemente hotel suite for $62 a day. That's a great price. <laughs> he said it was awesome. Yeah, that's a really, really great price. Yeah, California is pretty awesome, but LAX is a shithole. It's, it's not a shithole in the sense that it's just disgusting, but it, it's... It's 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 so busy. It's so busy there, and and it's a little chaotic at times. But uh, well, someone coming there that's not used to that kind of traffic and that kind of chaos, it's it's pretty stressful. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, great question. Great responses to the question. Appreciate <clears throat> yes, that. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> the, the question of the podcast for listener participation for uh, next Wednesday is: What popular movie have you not seen that almost everyone else? Has I'm gonna have to think on that. There's one. a lot of them. I get I get uh, David saying movie references all the time, and I'm like, yeah, I I I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I have no idea what you're talking about. You can respond to the question on Mindy's Facebook page or the Jason Mindy Podcast Facebook page or Low Tree Studios Facebook page, and we will feature your response on next Wednesday's show. Coming up after the sponsor, Mindy will share her segment, Driving 101, with Mindy. <laughs> And as I always say, the Jason Mini Podcast is brought to you by Low Tree Studios. We call it a place for podcasts, mostly our podcasts that we produce. That's right. Uh, you can check out our website today for all the latest from Low Tree Studios, including our Patreon and merchandise and all kinds of good stuff. Go to LowTreeStudios.com right after this podcast. know that sound driving 101 with mindy which i couldn't get right a little earlier <laughs> and we uh, pick up rhythm as we go along here yeah. yeah people drive me insane on the road so i thought we could have a little fun with a dmv handbook which actually says what you should be doing on the road so this week was inspired by stephanie she wanted me to do emergency vehicles and i also threw in using your emergency signals so first okay. up is emergency vehicles and you must people yield to the right of the way to any police vehicle, fire engine, ambulance, or other emergency vehicle using a siren and red lights. So did this say the the right of the way or you no, yield pull right to, you go you, you, you yield, yield to the right. right. Yes. And let them travel through. Yeah, and you would be surprised, and I'm sure this is what her um, frustration be. is, is people don't stop. You get over to the right. You, you they let just, them You're saying they just stop. No, they don't even stop. Oh, they don't even stop. I, I'm like, yeah. you know, I travel one of the roads going home all the time, and they travel, uh, let's see, the emergency people travel that road quite frequently uh, because you can get to the overpasses. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, people just keep driving. They don't get out of their way. I, I've seen cops. Really? I don't see that much. Oh, my gosh. I see cops. You know, cops are well, trying to get after something. Mm -hmm. And they'll be riding someone's ass. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And they don't get over. That is interesting. I don't see that very much. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I get over every single time. But if they're if they're coming the opposite direction... 
I'll get over to the right, but I'll slow down. I won't come to a complete stop. Okay, well, listen up, Because they're on the other side of the road. (laughs) And they're going to get where they need to go just fine. Well, listen up, buddy. Drive to the right edge of the road and stop until the emergency vehicles have passed, Jason. Why are you talking to me like that? Well, because you're not stopping. Mm -hmm. However, never stop in an intersection. If you are in an intersection, when you see an emergency vehicle, continue through that intersection and then drive to the right. Yeah. Get your butt over. Yeah. And then emergency vehicles often use the wrong side of the street to continue on their way. They they sometimes use a loudspeaker to talk to drivers blocking their path. Uh, you must obey any traffic direction, order, or signal given by a traffic or peace officer or a firefighter, even if it conflicts with existing signs, signals, or laws. Okay, that's good. This is good. In addition, it is against the law. Did you know this? I did not know this. No, I didn't know that. It is against, because what I like to do when <laughs> police are going down the road, mm-hmm. I like to follow right behind them. Oh, I know yeah. they're going fast. Don't do that. Well, it says it is against the law to follow within 300 feet behind any fire engine, mm. police, ambulance, or other emergency vehicle. So you, you get that close to them? I don't get that yeah. close. I think I'm probably 300 feet, but I'm following pretty closely. Hmm. Anyway, Mm. if you drive for sightseeing purposes to the scene of a fire, you know, these looky-loos that cause accidents. I do. (laughs) You may be arrested. Did you know that? No, I don't go looky-looing, though. Well, casual observers interfering with the essential services of emergency personnel, you can be arrested. Well, you should be. You're you're interfering. And I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I don't, I don't do that. I'm not a... Well, I'm not what they call a rubbernecker. Right. You know, and there's a lot of rubberneckers on the roads. Why do they call it that? Because their their neck is on a oh. swivel. Their head is on a swivel. Oh, yeah. And it just ring, 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 ring. And they call it a rubbernecker, like I a bobblehead. And, you know, it's like, just please, let's it, get where we're going. You don't realize by looking at the, it's like, okay, there's a way that you look at an accident. Mm-hmm. You look and go. You look and just go. So you're rubbernecking. No, no, no. no, I don't mean that rubbernecking Mm -hmm, part. mm -hmm. You just glance at what's going on, but keep moving. And people just stop and I swear their neck gets stuck. They want to know. They want to know what's going on. And then you're causing uh, like a block, well, block, a line Mm -hmm. of people. Yeah, a block, a block long will help you. A line of people a block long. <laughs> That's what, what you meant to do. I don't know what do. I'm That's saying at the time. <laughs> uh, Antonio said in the chat, no signals, no turn signals piss me off. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, I, I think, I'm not sure if he still is a truck driver, but uh, he's on the road a lot if he is. I, mean, I think he's still doing that. He says, cops who speed, most of them piss me off too. Uh, hypocritical lawbreakers. Mm. And Angela Mirdorf said, you guys are great. Thanks, Angie. That's really nice for to say. All right. And la- the little last segment I have is uh, use your emergency signals. If you can see a collision ahead, warn the drivers behind you by turning on your emergency flashers. I, d- mm. I never really thought to mm. do that. Mm-hmm. Or tapping your brake pedal quickly three or four times. You can also use the hand signal when slowing and stopping, mm. but that doesn't really, people don't really see that. Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> right. 
Uh, never stop on the road unless necessary for safety or to obey a law. If you need to stop, start braking early as a signal to the cars behind you. If your vehicle breaks down on the road, make sure that other drivers can see it. So turn on your flashers. Yeah. And if you experience vehicle trouble or need to stop, follow these rules. Pull off the road, away from all traffic if possible. If you cannot get completely off the road, stop where people can see you and your vehicle from behind. Mm -hmm. uh, don't stop just over a hill or just around a curve. You're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. <laughs> now, when you say uh, use your flashers, are you talking about pulling out your titties? No. that's okay, Although just, that might work. Yeah, it would definitely get people to stop. That might work. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Turn on your emergency flashers if you are not moving. If your vehicle doesn't have emergency flashers, turn. I, I'd be surprised. I'm surprised too how many people I see sitting on the side of the road mm. that don't have their emergency flashers on. And you're like, what? Why are they stopped? No brake lights, just sitting in the middle of the road. Yeah, that is interesting. You're right. <laughs> Maybe it? they don't know where their emergency flashers are. Maybe they don't have titties. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Last two. If it is safe, lift the hood to signal an emergency, give other drivers plenty yeah. of warning. Place emergency flares or triangles, mm. which I do not have in my car. I don't know if anybody else has those. I don't keep those in my car. Yeah. I don't plan on having an emergency. <laughs> right. Well, this is true. I mean, not, pe not many people do, but of course, flares. You used to have flares, didn't you? In your Cavalier? Well, I had, had a, little tote, a car a little emergency tote. thing yeah, that had all that kit. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then if you do not have emergency flares, follow the rules listed above and stay in your vehicle mm -hmm. until help arrives. Yeah. That's it. Thank you, Mindy. That's really good. I hope everybody learned something today. If you live in another country, maybe, maybe you didn't learn much. I don't know if it, the rules, how much different the rules are in other countries. I don't know. Maybe they're the same. I don't think I would attempt to drive in another country since they, they drive on the opposite. Not all countries, no. Well, the Not ones all. that drive on the opposite side of the road, I, I think I might get in an accident. Be scared. Just because I'd screw up somewhere because we're so used to driving. On the right-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we drive. And if you drive a manual transmission, then your uh, your stick shift is, is in your left hand instead of your right hand. I could not do it. Yeah. That's so weird to me. It'd be weird. I, I'd have to pay for services. Just Uber everywhere or whatever, Lyft, whatever it is. Uh, Antonio says, Jason, you fuck me up, bro. Love the new short pod too. Thanks, man. Hey, I appreciate cool. that. It's nice to hear that. You know, I just had the idea and I just went for it, but I, you, know, you never know how well it's being received, but I'm having fun doing it. it it's adding a little to my plate, but uh, I've been, uh, this week I've been getting up early and doing it. I know. And when you get up early and I shower... And I have to turn on my blow dryer. I'm like, oh, crap. Man. I can't hear it. Well, that's It doesn't great. show up at all on the mics. Do you ever hear it when you listen? No. Yeah. No. It doesn't show up. All right. Well, that was cool, Mindy. I appreciated that very much. I learned some things. Now let's do some fun facts. After the fun facts, uh, I'm going to share why we shouldn't start working full time until we are 40 years old. And I've got some zero waste gift ideas. Nice. Coming up right after this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All right, Minnie, first fun fact here. Okay. Assuming Rudolph was in front all oh. the time, always in front, uh-huh. there are 40,320 ways to rearrange the other eight reindeer. Okay. <laughs> Somebody thought of this. It's my fun fact. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this word that's in mind, but Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. has both Tourette's and Asperger's. 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 Yeah. And was born with webbed toes and two different colored eyes. He also has an obsession with police and ghosts, which is how the idea of Ghostbusters came to be. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Good fun fact. Uh, The only word in the English language with three consecutive sets of double letters is bookkeeper. Oh, nice. Like it. Two O's, two K's, and two E's. Nice. Yeah. In 2019, the world's first human-monkey hybrid was created in China. Did you say human-monkey hybrid? I did. Hmm. I did. Scientists injected human stem cells into the monkey embryo to create the animal-human hybrid. Hmm. The experiment was stopped before the birth. Yeah, please. Yeah. Please and thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Please and thank you. All right. Thank you, Minnie. Fun facts in the books. You're welcome. All right, let's catch up with the chat a little bit. He also makes his own vodka. Who's that? Crystal Skull Vodka. Uh, who we, is this somebody I said? Did you, what was your first fun fact? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. There you go. That's him. He makes his own vodka. There oh, we go. Crystal Skull Fun fact. Thanks, vodka. Wayne. Yeah, that is nice, Wayne. Thank you very much. All right, getting into this. Check this out. A Stanford researcher says, and I don't think I'm going to agree with this. And again, I only read the first few sentences so I can explore along with the listeners and you, Mindy. But uh, I, don't, I, I have a feeling I'm not going to agree. All right. A Stanford researcher says that we shouldn't start working full time until we are 40 years old. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I already don't agree. Yeah. Psychologist Laura Cartinson says that society has things arranged all wrong. She believes that with people living well into their 80s these days, they have many productive work years ahead of them past the traditional retirement age of 65. Her feeling is that as it stands, young adults are trying to pack all their career and family raising obligations into a few frantic decades, leaving them burned out. And then we pull the plug at 65 and many find themselves without direction or focus in their retirement days. This is a really good argument though. Pull the plug at 65. Shoot. I'm I'm already done. (laughs) But that's what she's trying to say is that because we've busted our ass Oh, Since oh, we yeah. were 20 years old, we're exhausted and we're done. We're calling it quits. We're like, that's it. Yes. But maybe if we had if we had eased into it, it might be a little bit different. Don't you think that's kind of how society is now? Because they're, you know... Late I, bloomers, you mean? Yeah, All the late they, bloomers we have? I really think there's more of them, whereas we started working like... I started working when I was 15. Yeah, I started when I was 16 or 17, but I had a part-time job uh, most most of my... Probably until I was, when did I, when did I start working at Lowe's? I think that was my first real full-time gig because I worked at Target, which wasn't really full-time. It was around, well, I was around 23, so 23, 24. That's pretty young. And most kids are going to college at that age and they're not even married yet. 
Uh, shoot, I was married my first time at, at freaking 18. It was a bummer having a full-time job at 24 years old. Yes. It was a bummer, man. I was just, uh, ugh. you know, it's a bummer now, but here I am complaining because I agree with this a little bit. I thought I wouldn't agree, but here I agree with it. So it says, what to do? Cartinson says that education and apprenticeships should stretch longer through the years when many start families. Full-time would start at 40 and careers would be longer with a gradual transition to part-time work in the later years before full retirement around the age 80. What? No way. What, 80? Didn't she kiss my butt on that one. She, she admits that her plan would involve the trade-offs of more years of living the lean life of a student and of older workers having to sometimes bow out of plans with the grandkids due to work requirements. Now, again, you may have this mentality because you've worked full-time for so long now, and you're just, you're ready just to set it aside. But I like what she says here a little bit, a little bit. I don't know if, I think 40 is a little late. I'd say maybe, I'd say maybe 30 or 35, Yeah. right? Because that gives you a good 12 years. Mm -hmm. If you say 30, that gives you a good 12 years out of high school to actually figure out what it is that you really want to do. Right, because it's really hard to figure that out when you've been when you're you've dumped yourself into the world of responsibility at age twenty two or twenty. Eighteen. <laughs> yeah, and you got a full time job, and you moved out of your parents' house, and now you have a bunch of bills, and it's harder to actually go to school. So now you add school, and then what if you have kids and you get married and all that shit, oh. and you're going to school and and you're working full time, you're done. You're yes. done. So I feel like this is a good point. Um, but who's going to accommodate that? You can still do this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you can't do this. Right. And some people do work until they're 80. Right. That's a good segment. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now I have some zero waste gift wrap ideas. <laughs> zero <laughs> Just waste. Just gets better from here. Zero waste. <laughs> to keep gift wrap out of the landfills. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it is kind of sad when you think about it. We wrap all of our gifts and mm -hmm. then it's just going to be torn off. And I like to buy pretty wrapping paper. Yeah. And I really wrap really good. You you are a good wrapper. Or is it well? You wrap really well. I yeah. Yeah. You're a good wrapper. Mm. So here we here it is. Stephanie, where are you? Now you're playing softball and we need you. <laughs> right. You're a good oh God, lost my paper. Boy. You're a good you're a good wrapper. You're not a well wrapper. Right? You're a good rapper, but you rap well? Right. I think that's probably correct. All right. Let's st text me tomorrow, Steph, when you hear this. <laughs> All right. The first thing, zero waste gift wrap ideas. First one is fabric scraps. Fabric scraps. But then what are you going to do with the fabric? And David said that's correct. He's in, he's in college, so he knows. <laughs> right. We, we're, just, we're just, you know, regular people. Just doing podcasts. Although no, I I, I did do some college, mm. but you could never tell. <laughs> uh, some years ago, that that says a lot about our education system, right? Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, fabric straps. You may have some lying around, and it 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 can be easily purchased online. Finish the edges with pinking shears and wrap the gift using ribbon or sparkly wool. Are you are you with that? I do like the idea, but it's still the same concept. What are you going to do with it after you ripped it off the gift? You save it. You have them save it and you just reuse it. You do it again because fabric will last 
a long time. Yeah, I guess so. You know, cotton, the fabric of our lives. Mm. All right. Uh, Stasher bags. They are eco-friendly, reusable bags, which can be cooked in, refrigerated, and washed. Never, okay, never nope. heard of these. You can also store makeup or travel products in them. A variety in colors and styles are available for $14.99. It does sound a little drab. Uh, who knows? You don't know what... This is words coming from my face. You don't know what they look like. So don't judge. Don't I, judge based on words. Well, those words sounded drab. Next thing, fabric bags. A reusable tote stuffed with fave goodies can be a beautiful gift, and you can customize it with paints or stick-ons. Paints or stick-ons. Right. Wow. How about this one, Mindy? A mason jar. Mason jars. Mm, how are you going to get something in a mason jar? Okay. Let me think. Don't cha challenge me. <laughs> All right. Say I buy you a new bullet. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Right? Uh-huh. And it, it fits in a mason jar. And I put that in a mason jar and I wrap it all up and nice and neat. And you go, what's this? And you think it's something else. And you open it up and it's a it's a magical bullet for your vagine. Nice. And you're like, wow. And I can, I can use the mason jar for my smoothies in the morning. <laughs> smoothies and get a good vagine rub. Right? Mm-hmm. I like it. So there it is. Mason jar. Fill it with treasures like cookie kits, granola, homemade soaps like the one that smells like beer, or maybe even uh, twinkle lights or a little vibrator, vagine, vagine vibrator. That's a good, I should come up with a, that should be a name, <laughs> a brand name, vagine. You could make it. Uh, Sounds one, so European. One of your little, uh, what do you call it? Your uh, sponsors. You could come up with that. Vagine. You and David need to get on that one. We do. Uh, I reserve the, those funny sponsors though now for our patrons. Mm. I just, I do them for there, but we do need to get on that. All right. The next one is wooden boxes. You can buy them to fill with a bottle. Uh, concert tickets, gift cards, or something sentimental. You might even find some at a thrift store. And the last, uh, um, what's the zero waste mm -hmm. gift bag idea? I already forgot what it was. Wow. It's uh, reusable tins, Mindy. Okay, yeah, I've yeah, done that's that. That's a good one, right? Uh -huh. Get them at a bulk or craft store and fill them with home-baked goods, homemade bath salts, or a collection of teas. Sound like shitty gifts. <laughs> those are shitty gifts. <laughs> you can put a better gift in there, that's for sure. But those are your those are your ideas for the holidays. For the holidays, it's Christmas time. No, it isn't. It's quote time. <laughs> all right. So I've had my grandma on my mind all week. Mm -hmm. She's passed on. For those that have joined us late this week. And she's going to be missed dearly because my grandma was such a positive person. She was. Um, Great smile. And yeah, her smile just lit up the room. Yep. Anyway, so the first one is this. Grandma, I thought of you with love today, mm. but that is nothing new. I thought about you yesterday and the days before that too. I think of you in silence. I often speak your name. All I have are my memories and your picture in a frame. Your memory is my keepsake with which I'll never part. God has you in his keeping. I have you in my heart. Aw. Yes. That's really, really sweet. And then the next one makes, I saw this and this is my grandma. 
She made broken look beautiful mm. and strong look invincible. She walked with the universe on her shoulders and made it look like a pair of wings. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good, Mindy. I'm going to miss her. Thank you for that. I have a new show. I have not listened to the first one yet. I started it just today, but it is called Detective Trap. And so far it's about a lady detective that went after a man that I think was uh, sort of a serial killer starting to be. He killed The three women were missing mm. and it was in California. And I can't remember the city right now, but I'm going to be listening to that this week. What's so, it called again? Detective Trap. And it's... It's true crime? Yes, and if anybody listened to the Dear John series, I believe it is by that award-winning... Producer. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the shows I listened to this week, Dave Ramsey, Sword and Scale, Ken Coleman, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Disgraceland, I Survivor, The Daily, Ben Shapiro, Pretend Radio, The Shiznit Show. I want to give a shout-out to those guys. You know, I listen to them every week. They're great. Give them a try. Pro, uh, let's see, Office Ladies, uh, Oprah Super Soul. You listen to Office Ladies? I haven't listened to it yet. I did, and we have to watch that episode tonight. Uh, if you guys love The um, the Office. Yes, the, sh the, the show, um, The Office. They have a podcast out, and you can follow along and watch the episodes, and you get to see hear all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. And the last one is Chris Hogan. All right, cool. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on The Shiznit Show. Definitely, they are, they are family to us. Um, we, we love those guys over there. Give them a listen. If you love what we do, you're, you're, you're sure to love them. I'll also give Jordan and the boys a shout out from Wreck My Podcast. They have a variety of shows that come out. They also have a really great Patreon, which I enjoy. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad that we're subscribers and supporters of what they do. And my favorite show that they do is Around a Roundtable. It's a really great show. So I'm going to shout those guys out as well. And of course, don't, don't miss David and Stephanie and Poor Decisions every other Tuesday. They do some fun stuff. David's, uh, they did the, the Cognac, right? The, Con mm -hmm. the Cavassier, Cavassier, Con not Cognac. Is it Cognac? Cavassier. Wayne was on last night. Maybe yeah. he knows. <laughs> I, I was playing pickleball. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow morning on my drive to work. So David said Cognac. Yeah. Cognac. So it's Cognac. Cavassier. And I had some of that on the difference between us. It was okay. It's like grape whiskey. It's like Grape whiskey. I don't think David liked it either. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to listening to them. But give them some love, and they're gonna be doing a new show, and I can't wait for them to get that started. I'm actually very much looking forward to it. But that concludes this show. If you'd like to listen to us live, you can do so on Castbox every other Monday and every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, if you love what we do, and want more of us, you can subscribe to our Low Tree Studios Patreon page, and also check out our website, LowTreeStudios.com. The links are provided in the show notes. And of course, we also have another podcast called The Difference Between Us. I am looking forward to tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about condiments. Yes. That could be a two-hour show because there's so many good ones. And that is live right here on CastBox at 6.30 p.m. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. And of course, The Difference Between Us. If you can't catch the live show, is on all of your favorite podcatchers. We'd like to say enjoy your evening, everyone, and thank you for listening to our show where we feature topics that serve as an informative and entertaining break. 
from Life's Daily Grind. And hey, don't forget the question of the podcast for listener participation for next Wednesday is, what popular movie have you not seen that almost everyone has? Yeah. Uh, You can respond to the questions on the Jason and Mindy Facebook page or my Facebook page. Go to Mindy McVeigh Galbraith. Friend me. I'll be your friend. (laughs) We look forward to your responses. Have a great evening and weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Love you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.